1: welcome to the no guilt mom podcast i am your host joanne crone and i'm joined here by my
0: co-host pre Tucker. hello hello (gasps) i like the singing (laughs) co-host i know i I want i i I still want us to like start finding ways to put like little easter eggs in the episodes where like we're singing from a certain musical and see who can figure it out (laughs) or a song wait for
1: it i am the one thing in life i can't control. You don't get that one. Uh -uh. That's Hamilton. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yes. Leslie Odom Jr. Hamilton. Wait for it. I'm not quite as good
0: as. Oh, wait for it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. It took me a minute. Why? Well, okay. In all fairness, you do know the soundtrack better than I do. I know. I, I yeah. That I listen to was, it a lot. <laughs> you know what's funny? So like this episode is going to air, you know, January 21. Um, And I'm thinking back to when Hamilton came out. That was like at the beginning of the whole quarantine mess. And, like, it was in how, July because it was an Independence Day thing. Oh, was it July? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh.
1: Time is July. in this weird time, thing. Is,
0: yeah. Time just is but crazy. I, but you know what? I, I look back at those like the good old days of the quarantine. It does
1: just, feel, you know, I hated the phrase new normal like we have to get used to a new normal at the beginning but now I feel like it is kind of a new normal and it's not a thing anymore even though I still don't like the phrase new normal I'm like
0: To say it one
1: more time.
0: It is. It is. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. well, today's guest, uh, Kristen from stepmomming.com, uh, we're going to talk about step parenting. Yes. And I was so excited to have her on because, again, if you guys listen to us, you, you've heard me mention I am divorced. I, I have a relationship too. My current it sounds so weird to say boyfriend but my Here's my current partner mm-hmm. a partner sounds better to me I don't yeah. know why it um, sounds more grown up it does. boyfriend sounds like you're in high school it does
1: I hate Thank you <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I don't like to be judgy about that but that is like the first thing that comes to mind right you know right yeah so and you like, guys are like more than just boyfriend like also like
0: boyfriend it sounds more casual and I don't feel that's like Miguel and you you're not no casual. no 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 so yeah he, he's a keeper we're there for good yeah. but so I would say the partner so and So with that being said, like, I would say at least once a week, we talk about trying to figure out the whole step parent role. Mm -hmm. And it's a hard one. Like, where do you where 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 does he step in or where does he let me take the lead and he supports me? And like, if he does have an objection or something, he feels differently. How does he say that? And then also just dealing with the whole walking the line of of being stepdad and not it, it, trying to make sure he's respecting the boundaries of dad mm-hmm. as well. That's a that sounds like a really really hard line to really stay on. It is. It yeah. is. So I was so excited when we met Kristen. Um, it, we met her at Mom Two Point virtually. We met her virtually. Yes, it's amazing yes. what you can do via Zoom these days. Well, you know, hey, twenty twenty no. <laughs> hashtag twenty <2020. laughs> twenty man. So we met her there and I was like, wow, this is so awesome because she offers coaching. Yes. For moms that are going through this. She's she, a certified step-parent coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's amazing to have somebody who's able to help guide you through because, well, I love reading my books and I, and I love getting info that way. Sometimes you have questions and then it's like, what, who do I ask? Mm-hmm. Right. So you can go to right Kristen. There. Yeah. Kristen, you can go to stepmomming.com where she's
1: the founder and she shows stepmoms around the world that stepmomming is what they do and not who they are, encouraging them to embrace their unique roles and create a future of peace and happiness. And she has a stepdaughter who is 10 years old. So we hope that you enjoy our conversation with Kristen. This episode is brought to you by. Homework Simplified is our free parent online event that if you feel like you're the only one trying to get your kids to focus or you are fighting every day about homework, come and join homework simplified. You're going to meet other parents there. You're going to meet me and Bree. We walk you through our proven strategies to simplify your homework routine. And like we go live so you can ask us any question that you like, and we help you right there on the spot. So you can join at no backslash homework dash simplified. The link is in the show notes as well. And let's get on with the show.
2: Hey, Kristen, welcome to the podcast. We are so happy to have you here. Hello. Hello. I'm so, 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 so stinking excited.
1: And I see like a big shelf of books behind you. And like, you totally have my heart when I see all those books. I used to have a like, as of this Sunday, there was a huge thing of books back there and we're kind of redoing the office and they're all downstairs now, but I love, I love a fellow lover of books. So.
2: Yes, we. We're, I told y'all we're actually moving in a month, and I don't have built-ins there, so I'm like now I get to dream up the bookshelf that I want, which is almost more exciting. Ooh, that,
1: that it is. It, that's what we did downstairs. We did a built-in. My brother-in-law built it for us, and it's oh, dreaming up a bookshelf is amazing.
0: <laughs> the built-in
3: bookshelf.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. Fellow bookworm.
0: The book. Yeah, it's like you're just happy surrounding by all the books. What are your favorite types of books? What
2: do you like to uh. read? I feel like I'm supposed to tell you step parenting books, but no, just, those tend let's to go sit guilty on my pra-
1: pleasure. Life. Let's go guilty pleasure books. Yeah. What guilty pleasures. Do you like?
2: Honestly, I love books that are written by celebrities that I like. Like I love Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls, and I've read all her books. Um, so that's my guilty pleasure book that I would never have told anybody if you hadn't asked. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a good. That's
1: a good thing. We should like ask these guilty pleasures. I like guilty pleasures. Mine are like thrillers. I love like thrillers and whodunits, like the crime series, but not like too grisly crime, like the Ruth Ware and the, um, the, you know, the woman in
0: cabin 10, that kind
2: of genre is like my favorite. What I about you, loved Brienne? gone girl.
0: Gone girl was so good. I yeah. want to read that. I haven't gotten to that one yet right now. I would say it probably is like, I do enjoy the the thrillers, but you also know like my, other, and I wouldn't call it a guilty pleasure by any means, but I really enjoy Glennon Doyle. Like every book Glenn I get toils. by her, it's done. Like I yeah. start it and like next thing I know, I'm like, no, how is it over already? <laughs> She's on that so. shelf right there. She's in that one. Yeah. With I- Brene Brown. <laughs> That's, yes. Right. That's what yes. I'm like, that's where I'm like, yeah, it's not really a guilty pleasure, but it, it definitely is one. And I do really enjoy reading the child development books, but it's funny because, like, I'll get halfway through them and I'm like, okay, next one.
1: I have like, I have three books <laughs> I'm always up. reading at one time. I'll have a business book, like, right now I'm reading Ego Free Leadership. I'll have a parenting book, which is Happy Campers Right Now by Audrey Monkey. And then I'll have a fun book, which is The Sina- Somnambulist, uh, which is a very good, like, Set in Victorian London, uh, like something evil happening beneath the city, kind of book.
0: <laughs> See, okay, oh, and fun. hearing hearing that you're reading three books I'm at once books to out. me <laughs> is very overwhelming. And I am one of those people that, at 41, I have a whole set of divided plates at my house, and like I don't like things mixing. mixing. So right there, that's like the idea of like a casserole, which you just did. There are like, ah, separate ah, buckets. They're each in their own divided
1: touching. plate section. There's they're separate genres. But so I you keep read them, them like.
3: I do, I do.
1: (laughs) So Kristen, for those of our audience who have not met you yet, tell us a little bit about you and what you do.
2: I run an entire website dedicated to helping overwhelmed stepmoms. My whole goal is to validate their experiences, assure them that they're not alone, and just provide guidance along their journey. There's no handbook for being a stepmom, and so I do my best to provide that. There's kind of four different pieces of my business. Um, We've got the blog. Every week we put out a new article that's meant to just help and validate. I've got coaching where I work one-on-one or in a group with step-moms. We have a shop that's full of printables that just kind of help take it to the next level if you need something to put in front of you. And then we have a private Facebook group, which again, just you are not alone. Step-mommy can feel so isolating. And so just trying to give them that community where they can really recognize that they are not the only ones going through. I love it.
0: I love, love, love it. That is so important. I think a sense of community is huge, right? It's huge. And like the typical
1: like view of stepmoms in the media has always been the Disney movies with like the evil stepmoms. And I feel like women placed into that role, they usually don't have a positive like source to turn to. in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Or just click on the link in our show notes.
3: Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back.
2: Just trying to overcome that, you know, you you work so hard to not be the evil stepmom to prove we're not all evil. And it's great to see that positive representation. That's really what we're all about.
1: And on your blog, you talk about your kind of journey into being a stepmom and your relationship also with uh, your your stepdaughter's mom.
2: Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So it has been a journey. (laughs) I think there's this expectation that things were easier for us because we are at a place where I would call her a friend. At one point, I would have called her a best friend. And so people just assume it's easy. And it's certainly not. Every relationship has ebbs and flows, has ups and downs. We ended up working on this blog together where we talked a lot about our experiences. And so she could understand my perspective as the stepmom, I could understand her perspective as the divorce mom. And it really helped us get so much closer as co-parents, but also as friends. And then of course, things happen. There are fights, there are hurt feelings throughout the years, but getting to a place where we can talk about that has just been hugely transformational for us.
0: Wasn't there a time, I think I remember a story where she had to move in with you guys for a period of time. (laughs) Tell me about that. That is like awkward with a capital A. (laughs)
2: yeah it is Uh, so they were saving up they wanted to buy a place of their own they had had a temporary living situation and it was to a place they they still needed to save so they needed to stay somewhere and it was either with us or living with his brother an hour away we had never met the guy felt kind of uncomfortable about that plus the commute to and from school here in our district we were like that's gonna be really hard on her so my husband asked me do you think it would be okay? We just moved into our our home here and had extra bedrooms. And I was like, yeah, I mean, how am I going to tell my husband he can't see his daughter every day?
0: Right? Yeah. Like that, that had to put you in a really difficult position.
2: Yeah. I, I was not yet sure what boundaries were. <laughs> yeah. I was not yet
3: sure what boundaries were. <laughs> I think that's a great way to put it. And <laughs> learn by fire,
2: huh? <laughs> yeah. And so in... As many ways as you can imagine, it was really difficult. Roommates are hard anyway. Dishes in the sink are hard anyway. But watching your husband's ex-wife cook dinner for the family in the kitchen, that's triggering. Oh my
1: Mm -hmm. goodness.
2: For a lot of ways, it was really challenging. In a lot of ways, it was also really good for us. I mean, her husband and my husband really bonded. They would go play golf all the time. Um, We got even closer with her other daughter that she has with her new husband. And there was a lot of bonding that happened, but there was also obviously a lot of challenges along the way.
0: Don't recommend for anyone. <laughs> it was- like that's not how to bond. <laughs>
2: no,
1: no. You're like, don't
0: ever think that that's a good idea for bonding, but for the circumstances you guys were handed. Mm-hmm. And again, as a fellow divorced mom, I think that that's amazing what you did. Like, and I know I've, I've seen your stuff on your blog and you talk a lot about like, you know, don't be a martyr. It's have your boundaries, be you. But I have to just say like the divorced mom and me wants to like hug you so hard right now and be like, that was so amazing that mm-hmm. you were able to go through through that. And yeah, I feel like I just went ahead and learned the lesson for everybody. So nobody <laughs> yeah. ever has to do it. Just listen to what I say
2: and how it went and what I learned. And then we're all good. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of times, like, you know, those
1: situations where we feel the most uncomfortable and the most troubled, those are where we take hold of our strength to then go and help other people. And I feel like you've really done that well with taking this horror, like this uncomfortable, not recommended situation and really transforming it into what you do now. So what are some like common pressures that stepmoms feel the stepmoms who don't have to live in the same house? I know.
2: <laughs> I think there's three really big ones. One of them we've already kind of talked about is just overcoming this evil stepmom stereotype. We feel this pressure to prove our worth. Here's what I bring to the table. I'm not evil. Look at me being great, feeling like we have to, to do that. I think another one, which is common for, I think moms across the board, correct me if I'm wrong, but feeling like you have to put your family's needs before your own check. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, we can wear ourselves out doing that. And then specifically for the stepmom struggle, feeling like you have to step up, love your stepkids like your own, but don't overstep. Like there's a fine line there. It's a tricky balance. So we feel this pressure to give and give, but don't overgive and just navigate this journey where there's, like I said, there's really no handbook. Right. Do you right. ever
1: feel like, you know, you you can never really win so much because there might be a, someone else will feel you overstepped that you didn't even know where you overstepped? And does that boundary ever
2: move? Oh, gosh, yes. Um, it's You're always aiming for a moving target. And sometimes we don't realize it's a boundary until it's been crossed. I mean, like with me with the painting – I didn't realize that was a boundary until it had been crossed. So it's not just my side, it's also the divorced mom side, but it can be so challenging and I have overstepped more times than I want to admit, not realizing. I mean my intention was never malicious, but I did overstep and then I had to kind of backtrack and apologize for that and try again to navigate this role in a way that's respectful for everybody else as well as respecting my own.
0: I think I'm I'm hearing some really great things there. I'm hearing like having that open communication, keeping that open mind that, okay, if there was a mistake, if a boundary was crossed, we, you know, we learn from it, right? That's that's what it is.
1: So talking about those parenting decisions where you feel like you might have overstepped, like what is one of those that you felt you've been judged for?
0: So...
2: When I think about what I've been judged for, it's less about overstepping and more about protecting my own boundaries. So we got married on St. John, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and we were preparing to fly out And I said, okay, the next time I see you, like we're gonna be on the island, we're gonna be getting married and we're gonna be a family and just so excited and she just looked up at me and she was like, when we get married, can I call you mom? And it was like the sweet, wonderful emotion that you imagine of, oh, that's the validation that you're looking for. But I was immediately like, nope. (laughs) 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 I needed to respect a boundary of her mom's that she had never set but it was also about me knowing I could never feel comfortable trying to live up to that title because I was never going to be her mom so I made that decision I have written about it on the blog and I get a lot of heat for it that I've restricted her voice or I haven't supported her the way that story ends is that she now calls me mama k it's a title that's just for me it's so special And hearing her say that, I mean, she's 10 and she still calls me Mama Kay. And it's so sweet. And that just brings so much more joy to me than if she called me mom. I would have felt like a fraud. Knowing my personal experience, my personal experience, personal feelings, I could not live up to that title and feel comfortable with it. And I have absolutely been judged for telling her, no, you can't call me mom. But that was a boundary I had to respect for her mom and for me. Which I think it's so important to know your own boundaries and to respect yes. that. So that is kudos. a
1: great Huge example kudos. of boundaries. Now, like at No Guilt Mom, we also, in addition to the boundaries, we talk a lot about making sure your own needs are met as a woman outside of parenthood. What is one thing that you do to yourself that is just for yourself and helps you like become a better parent because of it?
2: Spending time with the people I love and the people who make me laugh and remember why I'm so great. And that sounds so self-serving, but I laugh when I'm with them and I'm carefree and my best friend, my sister, my nephews, just thinking about how much more vibrant I am with them. And that's how I can recharge. No, I like, okay. So when you said that's
1: self-serving thinking like, how you're so great. I think we as moms need more of that because so much we put ourselves into our families that we forget what we are outside of ourselves. I get that all the time. And I find that when I'm with girlfriends and I'm not trying to hold up to any roles, but I just like let myself be and laugh so, so hard. You're like, Oh, I'm
0: kind of a cool person. <laughs> like, but you forget that as a parent. I know. you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. I, I, it feels silly having to say all the time, but I do, I say it a lot. And you know, this I'm a cool mom. Yeah. We're a cool mom. Yeah. But you're fun it. people, but one step over that, like you're a cool person. Oh, yes, outside of being a yes, yes, mom, like, yes. <laughs> it's definitely about like we're we're cool individuals the way we are. And like it's just remembering who we are, but, and that, and like you were saying, like you've said plenty. I've seen about how it's so easy to get swallowed up and lost in those other identities, right?
2: Yeah, I definitely personally went through what I call an identity crisis where I had given my all to the stepmom role and stopped doing things for me because I thought I needed to be. Fully present with my family. And one day I looked in the mirror and I didn't recognize myself. I wasn't being true to me. I wasn't being the happy, vibrant person that I I used to be. And that's why I intentionally chose the motto for the blog of stepmomming is what you do. It's not who you are. Because I needed that reminder just as much as other stepmoms do.
1: Yeah, that identity piece is so, so important. And I think it applies not just to stepmoms, but all women in general, because we feel like we have to give our all to our roles as caretakers and children wranglers. And we lose ourselves. Like, I think I've gone through that as well when I stopped teaching and being in the classroom and having that role. It's a huge thing. Identity is a huge thing. And, like, I think all moms, we totally experience guilt. And you say it could be different from stepmoms, first stepmoms, and how they experience that guilt.
3: Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? And you won't just hear it from me, there are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.
1: If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. So how do you suggest that stepmoms deal with the guilt and shame that comes with stepmom?
2: I know for stepmoms that our guilt often arises from not being able to meet expectations that others have placed on us and feeling like you have to fill a role that you just simply aren't capable of and feeling like you should be able to. But when you can be really true to what you bring to the table and filling a role in your family that feels authentic to you, then you can give in a way that feels more natural and stand true in the confidence that you are doing everything you can for your family and you are being the person they need and that's how I've been able to kind of silence that guilt of no I'm doing everything I need to forget your expectations I'm filling my own and providing for my family in a a great meaningful way what do you feel are some of those
1: expectations that others are placing on you as a stepmom
2: So there's so many, like I said earlier, feeling like you have to love your stepkids. Some stepmoms can't. They can't build that bond. And that's not always a reasonable expectation. They can respect their stepkids without having developed a love relationship. It's also not usually possible for a stepmom to love her stepkids the same way she loves her own. And asking or expecting that is not reasonable. Expecting the stepmom to immediately bond with her family, not reasonable. It takes four to seven years usually for a blended family to truly blend and feel like they're in a good groove expecting her to come in and be mom of her home isn't reasonable either because the stepkids often have a very involved mom in their lives. And so expecting that from her, it's just not practical. It's not something we can actually do in our homes in a way that respects others' boundaries and is true to what feels right for us.
1: Those are like some powerful things yeah. and I could see how guilt-inducing and shame-inducing each of those expectations are.
0: And you know what I also found really interesting, you talked about how you said that you well, you're not a mom of your own, but everything you were saying, those are the, it's very similar yet very different. The guilt that you feel as a mom, you do feel judged as a mom all the time and that you're not doing it well enough and all these other things. So uh, to add on the extra, mm, what is the word I'm looking for? Perspectives or the extra angle that you have as a stepmom that you have in a role as a step, that's just, that's a lot of pressure to have to work through. And it feels like you would probably also on top of all that have some shame that would make you hesitant to talk with your partner about it too, right? Because a lot of it centers around something that's very personal and very attached to them. And that's a hard conversation. And I I think that's
2: just an added layer that you've touched on that you're afraid to talk to your partner and say, Am I equipped for this? Can I handle this? Am I doing enough? For me, I talked to my sister, I talked to my mom, and I talked to other people who were often my safe place and my support system, but they weren't stepmoms. And so the feedback I often got was, you knew what you were signing up for. And oh,
0: That's not that, that's fair. That's
2: not helpful At, <laughs> at all. all. I'm so glad y'all recognize that because yeah. we hear that a lot
1: and it's not helpful. See, you've actually made me aware of like a common stepmom stereotype about loving your stepkids as much as you love your own kids. Like that's a, that's a pretty, that's something that's said a lot. I see, I, I see that a lot and that's an expectation and hearing you talk about it, I'm like, okay, you know, it's probably not possible to have that right away. It's possible to have that respect. But to have that same bond, it's asking too much. So as a stepmom, like we always like to encourage really self-empowered and independent kids. So how, what's like one hack that you use to encourage this independence and self-sufficiency in your stepdaughter?
2: So I'm lucky that I have a stepdaughter who loves lists. I am very much a list person and so is she. (laughs) (laughs) She loves it. She has a dry erase marker. Yeah, the joy (laughs) of the check mark. They're fabulous. (laughs) Yes. So uh, we have a before school checklist and after school checklist. And my favorite, favorite hack is uh, I can pack my own lunch checklist. And so will write on it like what entrees she has, what healthy choices she has, and she knows exactly how to pack her own lunch because that was something before. (laughs) It's like she had it her way. There would be mac and cheese and Pringles and a dessert. (laughs) (laughs) Helping her to, you know, empower her to do her own lunch, which was huge. That was a huge first step, but then to also make healthy choices on top of that was really helpful for her, but great for me to not have that on my plate and set boundaries of my own what I can and can't do in my home. I think that's amazing. And I yes. love like the little
1: steps because it's like, first you make your own lunch and then healthy lunch time. So tell our listeners where they can find out more about you.
2: You can find me at stepmomming.com or at stepmomming on Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook. I'm at stepmomming blog on Twitter, not super active on Twitter, but uh, happy to talk with anybody at any time who feels like they are... A stepmom, and I want to also clarify, stepmom doesn't mean you're married. In my mind, if you are dating somebody who has kids, you're in the stepmom role, you're facing the same struggles, and often those early stages are even more complicated than once you've gotten into a groove in a marriage. So if you are dating
0: someone with kids, I would love to talk to you, validate your experience. I, I really love it that you pointed that out because, yeah, it's not something that occurs magically at the moment you say I do or at you know wave of the wand of a certain time you magically have the role of becoming a stepmom yeah
2: what are you really excited about
1: right now
0: I am
2: really excited right now about our group coaching program I feel like every week that we go through this program it just gets better we've got uh, weekly calls and in addition to you know the stepmom sharing her struggle I can also give her coaching there but beyond that she's getting validation from the other stepmoms in the group. I also have this course that I've created that goes with it. In addition to the here and now, she's also able to build up these strategies for long-term success and really creating a mindset around peace. I love that. I love
1: how you are filling this need for stepmoms where they before have not received validation. And now you're coming in and being like, no, this is how it is. And this is how like you might run into this and showing them like all of the struggles they might come against so that they're prepared and they feel less guilt and shame. So what you're doing is just amazing. And we are so, so thankful
2: you've decided to come on and share it with us. It has been so awesome getting to talk to you. I just so, so appreciate everything you do. To really normalize experiences for moms.
0: Well, we will talk to you soon. Kristen was so enjoyable. Yes, I loved getting to chat with her. And you know what was really amazing? Hmm. Her talking about the, just the guilt that the, that you know you have as a step parent that like people expect you to do it all and yes. to do it all with a smile. Yes, and, and I, have no no issues. I feel at it's all. A, a very
1: universal <laughs> thing. And I almost want to think like maybe it is a a female like societal expectation that you do it all with a smile and that it's you know same yeah. as for stepmoms as it is for like non-step moms and like it's it's a female thing like they expect you to do it all with a smile
0: right I mean so like the the common themes we we heard from our conversation with her that you know it's it, not that it was a shock but it kind of was a shock like mm-hmm. yes They are expected to do everything with a smile and know exactly how to handle it. And then also the importance of boundaries. Oh, my gosh. Boundaries would be very, very tricky to navigate, I feel. Yeah, but they're important there. And I think I think boundaries are tricky to navigate both as a step parent and as a regular parent. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we forget that we need those boundaries to be able to be healthy and exist and continue, man. Yes. You use your no to
1: protect your yes. Yes, exactly. But it's hard, like, to feel like if you're always stepping on
0: someone else's toes, and the fear of doing that—that's tricky as well. Right, right. So right. I'm so glad that Kristen's there and she's doing her coaching because I feel like it's it's a much needed support for yes. a lot of a lot of a lot of parents.
1: Make sure you go check her out at stepmomming.com. dot com. And hey,
0: while you're how here, how do you <laughs> like the podcast?
1: And while you're here hit that subscribe button and you'll get a new episode from me and Brie every Tuesday and Thursday. And if you have a minute or two, we would really, really appreciate it if you rate and review the podcast as well. Hopefully we deserved your five stars. If you could just rate it and then, you know, write a quick little two sentences about the podcast and what you like so that other moms can find it as well. Uh, cause we are on a mission to help parents feel less guilty about all things parenting and help them raise kids to be more self-sufficient. Until next time, remember the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you and we'll see
0: you next time. Thanks for stopping by.